Planning the return to the workplace, the CHRO's early considerations, an open house with IMA CHRO fraternity, January 2021. As the COVID-19 vaccination drive gets underway, businesses are deliberating return-to-work policies that will ensure a safe and smooth transition from remote working to hybrid work models. For the better part of 2020, CHROs have been at the forefront of optimizing the work-from-home environment, and now they will need to orchestrate their future of work. At a recent open house webinar of IMA India's CHRO Forum, our members debated some of the emerging issues and strategies for the new normal and return-to-work metrics. Here we highlight some of the key takeaways from the discussion. Strategies for returning to the workplace. In planning around bringing their employees back to the workplace, most businesses have categorized their people into various roles and types. Certain functions demand a physical presence, including administrative roles, security, compliance, housekeeping, R&D, and some sales and customer-facing profiles. For others, the future of work will be about hybrid or blended models that allow people the flexibility to work from office on certain days of the week, or only when necessary. For such workers, the office will no longer be a second home, but instead transform into a space for ideation, co-creation, and collaboration. In response, many businesses will need to redesign the workplace to make layouts more ergonomic, ensure adequate space between workstations and in breakout areas, and provide touchless amenities, bigger and open meeting rooms and cafeterias. Technology will help enforce social distancing and safety protocols. People's mental well-being will become an even bigger priority, as will the need to conduct regular employee health checks and consultation sessions with counselors. Digital hiring will allow access to a wider, even borderless talent pool. Emerging concerns and considerations. Bringing back employees, especially those who had relocated to their hometowns under work-from-anywhere policies, has become a huge challenge. Many companies are facing internal resistance from employees who worry about contracting the virus and infecting their family members. Companies like Bosch have tried to address such concerns by conducting work-from-office trials that establish the feasibility of working in an office space with the necessary safety protocols in place. In the long term, most companies foresee a hybrid model that balances working from office, from home, only attending office if and when required, or from anywhere else, operating out of remote locations without the need to visit the office at all. AMZ plans to operate a blended model with around 95% of its staff working out of office two or three days a week. Bosch expects 30 to 35% of its workforce to continue working from home on a rotational basis, while SAP expects never to return to 100% office strength. On the other end of the scale, many employees at Max Life Insurance were hesitant from the start to work from home and are keen to return to office. After reviewing the results of an internal employee survey, ITC Foods opened its offices in November to those seeking to return. Currently, about one-third of all staff members have done so. MTR's employees have moved back to office in a calibrated manner. Hybrid models are designed to facilitate work-life balance and offer greater flexibility to employees in this new normal, but they also bring unexpected challenges. Ideation and collaboration become complicated when a team is split between a meeting room and Zoom screens. For human resources, developing talent and leadership in a hybrid environment with limited physical interaction is uncharted territory. Further, for companies that plan to track and encourage inoculation within their workforce, it will be critical to involve well-being partners in the effort. When communicating with employees on this issue, clarity and transparency will be key, given that the long-term effects of vaccination are unknown. Virtual recruitment and remote working have helped open up a diverse pool of talent, particularly among women. 
For instance, 50% of all fresh hires at ANC in the last few months have been women. However, it has been observed that women with caregiving responsibilities tend to face higher rates of burnout than their male counterparts. SAP has been sensitizing its managers and exploring options to reduce the workload of its female employees, while ANC has been offering flexible work hours. Return to work metrics and KPIs. Monitoring employee health, physical and mental. Regular employee health screenings will play a key role in the future of work. For now, the government is leading the vaccination initiative, but in the long run, companies will need to track coverage. Many businesses plan to eventually organize their own vaccination programs, both for their employees and as part of CSR initiatives for the wider community. For the last three years, SAP has run a global program for immunity-building vaccinations, and it plans to now include COVID-19 vaccinations in it. Setting realistic productivity and performance targets. Plainly, performance targets for the upcoming financial year will vary across industries, but most businesses are optimistic about achieving their pre-COVID levels. Some, however, will need to temper the previous targets and, accordingly, restructure CTCs to include a large variable component. Accurately measuring employee productivity, both in an office and a work-from-home setup, will be cardinal. In the initial months of lockdown, productivity tended to spike, with employees overcompensating for their absence from office. Today, this is starting to reverse, and in the long run, an overworked workforce can only be counterproductive. To avoid this, companies like SAP and Max Life Insurance are getting their employees to take regular breaks from work and use up their leaves, thereby cutting out some degree of Zoom fatigue. Optimizing cost in real estate and business travel. Many companies will relinquish a considerable share of their existing real estate and retain only the space needed to accommodate a hybrid workforce and essential non-revenue generating teams. Renegotiating contracts, they hope to create permanent cost savings. Max Life Insurance has made some tough calls by letting go of its non-sales offices, while Bosch has optimized its real estate by 30% and has entirely vacated one location. By paring down travel to the bare essentials, many organizations hope to cut costs in that area as well. Business takeaways from an anomalous year. 2020 demonstrated the full potential of automation and innovation. Businesses that could never imagine being productive outside of their four walls have been pleasantly surprised. The Nuka Agritech faced an unparalleled challenge with COVID-19. The nature of its business requires 60 to 70% of its workforce to be in the field, selling directly to farmers, depots, and retailers. The company has managed to reinvent its business model by creating digital networks and familiarizing its entire value chain, including farmers, with platforms like Zoom. Equally, online learning, training, and upskilling are here to stay, and companies like Pidalite have doubled their spending in this area. Ultimately, the future of work will be built on balancing the needs of employees with those of the organization. Equally, it will be about creating a culture that provides a safe and flexible environment for employees to deliver their best work.